The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dane and Derek Show with a little bit more of a traditional format and style, except for the fact that we have video this week again. We have video this week, still in L.A. Still in L.A. I know this might make it seem like I've been sitting here quietly, yeah, quietly. well-behaved for a week, but uh, no, that is not how production happens at all. Production happens. Um, but yeah, we have a classic classic episode for yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Derek, as usual. Yeah. And this is the usual Shoot the Shit podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm still Dane, somehow. That's good. Hard to know. That's good. Anyways. <laughs> well, today's topic, um, I guess first things first, for, a, for an icebreaker, for okay. a fun little icebreaker. Icebreaker. Um, do you, uh, favorite condiments to put on a burger, since we just had burgers? Uh, um, hmm. I can go what, first. Okay, what, what counts as a condiment, though? So, like, a sauce. A sauce. A oh, sauce or add-ons. Yeah, oh, that's what damn. I mean, yeah. Okay, all right, you go. So, like, for me, like, I like I like pepper jack cheese. I like mm-hmm. jalapenos. Okay. I like onions. Yep. Um, I like ketchup. Okay. I also like Thousand Island. Nice. And I do like pickles. Okay. And all of that. That's good. That's good. So, nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Most nostalgic. Um, chips. Potato Chip. chips on a burger. Oh, potato chips. Interesting. You have to eat it fast, though. Okay. Otherwise, they just kind of, like, blend into the bread. But if you uh-huh. do it quick, there's, like, this awesome crunch. Very fun. Um uncle of mine taught it to me uh on the wow. other hand uh the burger i'm most in love with right now is back home in boulder there's a uh, like a hatch green chili sort of burger oh, and it's nice. got like a whole fucking chili on it wow um super good super good wow hatch but, green chili that's another degree that's another great debate that i'm definitely not qualified to talk about but the is green chili a colorado thing or is it a new mexico thing oh god i just i'm you know what it's a Southwest thing. That's what it is. Just I'm, a, <laughs> I'm ending the feud. I'm ending the argument right now. Hot it's take. a Southwest thing. Let's. We have enough problems. This doesn't need to be one of them. As we were. Okay. Anyways, what's our real topic this week? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about recipes that we've learned over the years. Just gotcha. things that we really enjoy to make. Mm-hmm. Things that maybe are like we've learned from parents or friends or on the internet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just broadly recipes. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So here's a question as we kind of like dive into this. How closely do you follow recipes? Ooh, uh, I improvise a lot. So not, not really. Like I look at it to see what I need Mm -hmm. and to see roughly the measurements, but I'll usually improvise. Yeah. I live with a pair of bakers. One, she does bread Mm -hmm. and the other is pastry. And I have described as such baking is an artistic science. Mm-hmm. And cooking is a scientific art. Um, mm. Because I am also that way. I so love to improvise. Um, like, for example, maybe one of my, I'll, I'll start here with like favorite recipes. My grandmother, um, step-grandmother is Japanese. And she taught me how to um, make all sorts of things from like, uh, like a homemade teriyaki sauce to how to do ramen to... Um, <clears throat> sort of like a like something called sukiyaki um and like taught me all of these sort of like japanese tastes like one of my very favorite sweets is uh red bean bun mm-hmm. um like that i love that and i like like the sweet red bean flavor 
Um, but for nu- numerous reasons, one, the way she cooked was based off the way her mother cooked, which was no real recipes. These are just things you know. And then there was this like weird gap where I wasn't really cooking, but she wasn't really teaching me anymore either. So a lot of it slipped out of my memory. Uh, so I had to go out and get a book. And I kind of like what you're talking about, where it's like ingredients, see what's mm-hmm. like kind of roughly needed. Um, I would do that and then completely ignore all the instructions and just do it like off of like weird memories combined right. with like the right, the, making sure I had the right ingredients. Um, so like those meals are super special to me. Uh, here's the here's the other sort of like funny thing that I do, and this is kind of how I approach like everything in life. When I started like really taking the time to like cook, I went out and got a book called um, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, I believe. I've heard of it. <clears throat> it's basically a cooking theory book, mm-hmm. which is also how I approach music, which is theory first. Right. Um, so like I care a lot less about like the strict recipes and more about having like the fundamentals mm-hmm. fundamentals down. Um, yeah, it's it's very funny. But what about you? Where are your where are your where's your heart at? Recipes, dishes wise. Yeah. So I like kind of knew how to cook because of uh, scouts and camping and stuff like that. Yeah. But I didn't like really learn how to cook until college. Yeah. Because I was really homesick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the recipes, kind of similar to you, like I learned a lot of it by memory, but none of the measurements. Yeah. And so once I figured out the ingredients, it's like, okay, I just got to do it by memory. And taste, yeah. Yeah, and taste, yeah. So that's how I make like chicken adobo. It's all based on memory. I don't I don't know how mm-hmm. much vinegar to uh, soy sauce, yeah. to chicken, to garlic I need, to yep. pepper, but I know that I need some amount and it's going to taste a certain way once it's all boiled. And that's all I know I've gotten it right. Yeah. And... Uh, that. That's how my bulgogi works. Is it's mm-hmm. just like I, I fuck around until I'm like, yep, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there, there's that, and then there's some that are a little bit more calculated. Like one of my favorite dishes to make is sinigang. Mm. It's just like a soup stew with like okra, yeah, um, taro, pork, or chicken, um, with like a tamarind kind of soup broth. So it's like a yeah, sour yeah. soup, and you and you eat and, and you eat it with rice and. Every Filipino I've met cooks it differently. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned so many other ways to cook it because not everybody uses okra. Not everybody uses taro. Like I started using like daikon root because it's a little bit less sweet and a little bit more starchy. Um, I I use sometimes I'll use tofu and I'll use a meat nice. or I'll just use tofu um, because the tofu is really good at absorbing all the flavors. Mm-hmm. Um and that one's one of those ones where I'm like, depending on how many people are over, I have to improvise because yeah. it's, it's like, okay, like six people are over. Okay. I guess I'll use an onion and a half right. versus one whole onion. Yeah. Uh, and that's definitely something there. I think the, the sort of like, that one's very special to me because that's like one of my favorite dishes. Mm-hmm. And that's one that I remember growing up eating a lot. And just kind of observing how it was cooked. I never actually learned how it was cooked until I was in college. Yeah. I had to drive to four different Asian stores in Massachusetts <laughs> to get a semblance of the ingredients. Yeah. And then I couldn't find the soup base. Yeah. So I went to a this I went to a like a fifth Asian store. Uh-huh. And I bought actual tamarind like the fruit. Yeah. And I boiled it for somehow, several that's hours. That's how you gotta do it sometimes, yeah. And 
it turned out okay. It wasn't great, but mm-hmm. it turned out good enough to be like, I should be cooking more often. Yeah. And it was such a fun experience that, um, I don't know, like, I think there there's something interesting there with cooking. Like, what cooking can do for mm-hmm. us, you know? And like, and, like, I feel like everyone's got a recipe in their wallet. Yeah, kind of. Well, I don't have an actual recipe in my wallet, but you, like, in your, like, back pocket. Yes. You know? I literally do. For those that are watching, I literally have my award-winning chili recipe that I used to make in the wilderness. No measurements, just ingredients i think i think maybe it's like one onion uh you've got something i can't read that says one two is it kidney beans one no no it's chili powder one and a half tablespoons oh yeah okay yeah and then various numbers of cans of things yeah yeah no this is this is loose yeah it's very loose it's very good I, i i enjoy the fragility of that paper yeah it's i yeah it's very old it's lived in every incarnation of my wallet since i was 13 nice so (laughs) what would you like do you think that your your like cooking is like kind of diverse or do you think it has like kind of like a focus Hmm. i would say my cooking like diverse in that i can cook a lot of different styles of dishes sure yeah um no no i i'm like pretty limited to the recipes that i grew up eating Mm -hmm. and that's primarily just because those are the ones that i'm trying so like those are the ones that i'm trying to recreate the most because like i don't know like making some pasta in a in a bowl in a a, a hot Mm -hmm. you know boiling some pasta to me is not as exciting as it probably could be if i was making Mm -hmm. my own pesto right yeah, but I haven't Which is gone fun, down by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, Good also, fun fact. Mm-hmm. So here's a really fun fact about pesto. So the word pesto means um, like ground, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the word means in Italian. But the funny thing is that the uh, more direct translation of pesto kind of means like to strike to like, which kind of can incorporate like cutting, chopping, slicing, like anything, oh. like any application of force to food would be pesto. So there's an argument. It's a very logical, like very like hard logic, like sort of like um, stretch. But all food is sort of pesto, unless you unless you don't do anything to it. I mean, I don't mind that. I love pesto. All food is pesto. I love pesto. Pesto is pesto just is so good. Pesto makes. I think pesto is better than red sauce on pasta. That's a fair argument. But it's fair fair argument. I also haven't had pesto in like three years. Mm, that should change. So uh, I, maybe I maybe I've just built it up in my head. I don't know. I I have I have taken to making more and more of my own pesto. Mm-hmm. It lives up to the hype. It's really good. Okay, I'll, really, really I'll good. have to give it a shot. It is not hard. Okay. Um, it's just a little. I would say don't get any store bought stuff though. Like go to the farmer's market. Uh oh no no for ingredients like if you need like fresh basil or whatever that that's fine from the grocery store. I'm talking about like jars of pesto. Oh. Um maybe I'm a snob. It's not that good. Mm. But okay, good to know. Anyways. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's just like there's a desire for me to recreate things from my childhood that I remember. Mm-hmm. Because I, I also like, like uh, I mean, for the longest time, like uh, I was also like like the only Filipino guy in the room. Mm-hmm. So 
I always felt like I needed to at least know how to describe the things I was cooking. Yeah. And I was like, or the things that I was, that I ate at home. And I was like, if I learn how to cook them, maybe I'll learn how to describe them. And I yeah. have not figured out how to describe them. It's hard to describe food. It, it really is. Cause, Cause it's like, yes, you can call a pizza a pizza, but it's more, it's, it's not, it's more than just cheese on dough. Right. We have like, we have a lot of words. I sometimes think about this is like, we have a lot of words for sight. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a fair number for like sound, um, and then like touch and touch and taste that you start getting limited. Mm-hmm. Like we do not describe things like as human beings um, in terms and then like smell, we just don't, we don't really have that many words for mm-hmm. like, and so sometimes describing food I find is very difficult just because like it's salty. It's so yeah. like, okay, like I could say it's salty and that describes both the burger and the fries we had but not at all. Right, yeah, you know? because like it's so subjective. Yeah, it's it's totally subjective and on top of it like we don't like think about it this way. Think about how many different ways we can describe the color blue. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if I say um blue versus like cerulean versus indigo versus um the ocean. Midnight versus navy versus mm-hmm. like slate blue versus like green blue versus right? Like that's all blue. But I don't have that. Like, there's not really quite the lexicon for salty, even though that there are just as many versions of saltiness. Mm-hmm. At least not that I'm aware of, and not in like our common lexicon. So I think it's I think it's difficult to describe. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 just one of those things where I'm like, I would much rather have friends taste food than describe mm-hmm. it to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it kept you focused on on mm-hmm. Filipino because you were just trying to like communicate yeah i was trying to communicate and and also just being in boston there just wasn't a lot of anything filipino Mm -hmm. and i i got really whenever i got homesick i would cook gotcha and i think that's what i associate with cooking is uh feeling less homesick Mm -hmm. and i mean going back to last week's episode maybe that's another reason why i like la because there's a filipino store like just down the street it's like not that far i yeah. can feel at home cooking all the filipino dishes i want <laughs> nah, that's lovely but yeah i i yeah i like i think for me it's like it's it's like i have like i have like i try, I try to think of like for recipes like I, I like i like to think of like i have like a good like on the road dish yeah which is like making like steamed buns mm-hmm. i have a good like everyone's over and i want to make something big that's my synagogue yeah and then i have my like Oh, this is something I want to bring to a party. Like, like that's like I think the one dish I haven't quite nailed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, because like haven't nailed on, down which one it is, or you have one and you haven't perfected it. I haven't nailed one yet. Gotcha. Because what I normally will do for parties is I'll go to the Filipino store and I'll uh-huh. buy like lumpia, which are like they're like egg rolls. Yeah. And I'll just deep fry them at home and then I'll bring them to the party because everybody loves finger food at a party. Yeah. Um. It's better than me bringing pizza rolls, which is what I used to do in the past <laughs> um, in college, because you get them for dimes yeah. at the school store, and then just subsequently just be so sick. Fair enough. Um, but like, yeah, because like I'm not a baker. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like people who bake definitely have an edge when it comes to parties. Though, if you have a party of all bakers, I'd worry that everyone would bring desserts. Yep. But that's not a bad thing. Um, no, that can be fun. It can be fun. Um, 
but I think like something I haven't figured out is like I don't know like do you have any good like party recipes um let me see like so I would describe my ability my 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 cooking regimen whatever you want to call it my menu to be a bit on the broad side like mm. I definitely have some focuses in Japanese food um but I have a lot of like Italian cooking under my belt and some French and uh been lately moving into like Mexican like I figured out how to make my own barbacoa and carnitas at home nice very very way easier than you think um <clears throat> so I kind of have like a little bit of everything like the thing I don't really think about like taking things to parties usually because typically I just host and then I take care of it all myself wow um wow what a classy move oh well like did i tell you that um i guess it's 2019 Ugh. Ugh, it's so hard when we've lost a year sometimes anyways uh in 2019 uh actually i hosted thanksgiving oh for like 30 people wow yeah like it and like that i like i didn't do it alone i had like you know having a dessert baker and a bread baker in the house helps for sure um and i gotta say i'm not like super good or excited at parties so being able to just retreat to the kitchen just love it um was wonderful but i i have a number of dishes that i just love to bring out when it's um i guess honestly when i'm trying to impress like Mm. uh sukiyaki is one just because it comes out in this like in a big cast iron pan and there's like a huge little spread like in there and like people get to eat um rocklet is a favorite being able to do korean barbecue is kind of a joy um i don't do this as much anymore but like fried chicken and waffles fish and chips just Mm. kind of like doing a little bit of i do a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. if i'm being if i'm being honest my latest discovery is uh shakshuka which is sort of like a mediterranean um tomato and egg dish Oh, nice. It's really good. Very nice. Yeah. Town of Town would recommend. Early last year, Zach and I started making enchiladas. Mm, nice. We made a lot of enchiladas. Uh, <laughs> a lot of enchiladas. And I only recently, I've been experimenting with udon noodles. Ooh. Like making them at home? or Not making them at home, but like using them in recipes. Gotcha. Because I've learned that one, I have no idea how to cook udon noodles. The last time I tried cooking them... And making them from scratch, it did not go very well. Mm. Um, but I can buy them pre-cooked. Yep. And then I can kind of figure out ways to augment it and add to it. And yeah, that's been super fun. It's like plug and play. Yeah. Like I love plug and play cooking because that's it's it creates a, it creates systems in place for you to do repeatable things. Yep. Like I think that that's something that I really like about cooking is like you can create a system like you you can create like a couple of things you know to, to make and you can be really good at them yeah or you can find like a couple of things that you can plug and play with to to use whatever you have in the kitchen mm-hmm. um chicken noodle soup is one that i recently learned how to do um but it's filipino style Ooh, what so makes it filipino style garlic okay onion yeah whole onion peppercorn yep and pepper um, but it's really just the garlic. The garlic throws everybody off. That the is- garlic in like the intensity you do, or yeah, gotcha. It's, it's it's like a several cloves of garlic. I see. And I see. then um, carrots, of course, mm-hmm. and noodles. Yeah. 
um, with a chicken broth. It's always the garlic that people are like, wow, this is really garlicky. Because mm-hmm. people don't expect it to be. Yeah. But I really I really, I love garlic. There are, I, I found more and more that there are certain spices that mm-hmm. will immediately tip people off and make them either like, We'll either do what you're saying, like, will they'll like be like, oh, I'm thrown off by this. This mm-hmm. is not what I expected. Or it will make them, it will fully, like, you can you can put udon in front of people, but it won't necessarily taste like a Japanese dish until mm-hmm. you add certain things to it, right? Right. And so, um, like, there's tastes that people will be expecting that are difficult to articulate. Yes. Um, like, something I learned about, like, carnitas is, like, you have to go hard with the cumin. Mm. Of all things. That's what you got to go hard with. Doesn't matter how spicy it is, it will not taste the right way without cumin. Um, mm. So here's a question: mm-hmm. Is cooking? Do you feel like cooking has become a hobby for you? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm always like on the lookout for new recipes. Mm-hmm. I think in the last two weeks, it hasn't been. Yeah, I haven't been cooking as much. Gotcha. Um, uh, but that's all because I haven't been present in the household to cook. <laughs> but in, yeah, when, when, I, when I get the chance, it's always fun for mm-hmm. me to try and figure out something new to make. Yeah. How about you? Um, uh, I forgot that I... Okay. So <laughs> I should have expected you to turn this on me. So yes, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Cooking is a hobby. Um, one that I really actively picked up like mm-hmm. I really, really wanted uh, to learn to cook and to learn to cook well, mm-hmm. but in the way that, um, in the way that I didn't need to be amazing at it, like I didn't feel the need to be amazing at it. I just wanted to do it and like improve and learn and enjoy what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, as I like, bri- kind of like briefly brought up last time, um, going through some like health stuff that's requiring me to change my diet pretty heavily and really kind of take control in a very minute and like uh, like rigid way what i'm Mm -hmm. eating has uh stripped away um most of the joy i find in cooking which is Mm -hmm. unfortunate um just because so much of what was joyful about cooking was you know throwing stuff into a pot adjusting as I went, adding ingredients freely. Right. But if you need to know the exact, like, grams of things, the yeah. the counts of things, you can't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm limited on certain ingredients and all sorts of stuff. And so it's become work. And it sounds really funny, but the actual, like, feeling of loss I have around this, like around these like these health things is it's i'm not i'm not really sad that i don't really get to eat sweets anymore um i'm sad that i've lost my hobby yeah and um that's and and i'm not i haven't completely given up hope on like oh maybe in like four or five months when i've got a better handle on it this is all pretty recent like maybe i'll be like oh yeah i'm I'm back to having my thing again you know Mm -hmm. i just i had to learn you know right um and i haven't really given up on like the challenge of like enjoying what i like being satisfied but by what i eat um mm-hmm. and what i make um still but i i haven't had to kind of like let go of a thing quite so hard and 
since I kind of like let go of music near the end of my college career. Mm. And so that's been really sad, honestly. Um, Damn. So, you know, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of funny. Like cuz mm-hmm. this time last time when I like when I was like, okay, music is no longer going to be something I pursue super heavily anymore. Mm-hmm. That was very much my choice. I was like, this has become painful. This has become like hurtful. Like this is not good for me. And as much as this sucks and as sad as it's going to be, I need to get this out. Like I need to pull the thorn out of my paw here. This on the other hand feels like nothing was wrong. It was just taken. And right. that, that stings a little bit more. Yeah. No, I can imagine. Yeah. But it's, um, it's very funny for me. It's very funny for me to be like, because like when I, when I was like talking with people, they were like, now don't worry, it's going to be okay, but you are going to miss, you know, cake for a while. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what I'm going to miss. Like, I'm going to miss this like thing where I got to be joyful at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I like the kitchen was like my refuge. Like, Honestly, right. it was like the place I went where I could like be like to like my roommates if I'm like tired, I'm like, leave, I'm making you dinner. <laughs> Do not be here. I'm having my time, you know, I'm having my like fun. Um and I would like leave and feeling like recuperated. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have that anymore. And so I'm currently in the process of like trying to decide how much energy I want to put into trying to like salvage this versus how much energy I'd rather put into just like becoming very competent at this and trying to find a new hobby and honestly i would love your opinion on that <sighs> sorry i got heavy folks yeah it happens it happens yeah. uh you can only have so much fun <laughs> you can only have so much fun and like this is part of shooting the shit with your yeah, old friends no i mean like because like this is the other thing that's also funny is like you and i are 25 yeah going on 26 um you're closer to 26 than i am i think mm-hmm. yeah um we are hitting the age where like health stuff starts happening that it's not like here's a pill you'll be better in six weeks yeah we've started hitting the stuff where it's like and you're gonna be dealing with this forever yeah it's about maintenance you know yeah and so like this is we're old cars now oh yes (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if we're old cars exactly but um yeah we're starting like that's like that's like the age we are and um you know, we're, we're, this is part of like being friends is yeah. like, you know, so yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Should I like, uh, should I like spend that energy and try and like f- get to the point where this is like fun again? Or should I like kind of like lack of a better term, like cut my losses here and you know, here's the thing, right? Cause mm-hmm. like you, re- you clearly love cooking. The fact I that do. you're considering this. Yeah. And I think like. You're not going to find another hobby that's quite going to fill that hole. No. No. So that's part of me where I'm like, why not just go ham and figure out a way to make cooking? Yeah. You know, with your new situation more interesting. Yeah. Because now, you know, like any good artist, you now have restrictions. I do have restrictions now. And and while that is not as fun, because with cooking, part of the fun is not, like you said, not having those restrictions. Yeah. But now you do, and now... Now that's an interesting challenge because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, dude. Like, I've for years I've been trying to get into painting minis. Yeah. And it does not replace, it does not replace martial arts. Yep. <laughs> it, like, it's the same thing in terms of, like, I want a space where I can just, cl- like, 
close my brain off and just right. focus on one thing. And it's it's not, but it's not the same. Those two no. actions, and I think like no. there's a kinetic thing about cooking that you won't get anywhere else. And there's of course not. And also too, like learning how to cook for your situation in the long run mm-hmm. will help you get to a point where maybe like things will get better, and then you can have bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I. Um... But at the same time, like by that point, you won't. You won't. You won't even want. Yes. You know, yeah. and that's like, that's the exciting part, right? Is you'll have found an entirely different way to cook. I mean, to be fair, literally yesterday I got to. Um, so the thing that's like hard right now is like traveling mm. like doing traveling right now it feels like next to impossible because i'm like i don't know enough right like i'm doing my best but uh yesterday i the day before when we kind of like flew in i didn't get like a chance like just, there wasn't just like a way to have like like a heavy vegetable meal um and literally for like the first time in my life i like woke up the next day and was like if i don't have some fucking greens today i'm gonna lose my mind like and I was like, oh, that's that's new. That's different. I've never thought that ever wow. once in my life. Yeah, that's new. Because I don't like I, I don't love vegetables. But like I, even after only like five or six weeks, it's like become kind of like a, you, like you adjust really. Yeah. Fast. No. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I didn't know. I didn't know that you didn't really like love vegetables. I don't like. I, I've always kind of eaten them because like, uh, you know. A lot of them are good for you, yeah. you know, like it's, it's, it's a good, healthy habit, but I never enjoyed it. Huh. And to be fair, I still don't really enjoy it, but like, like I had been missing the freshness. Like there was a thing that I like yes. felt like was there, really missing. There's a crispiness to it. Yeah. There's a crispiness to it. And like, um, like I don't like, we just had a burger and fries and that was delicious. Um, but like, I feel heavy as like a person oh, yeah. right now. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel mm-hmm. satisfied and happy, but like I'm, I'm sleepy. Um, <laughs> yeah uh and so like i i was just like kind of like craving that that's that's different so i think you make a good point yeah about that and then and the other thing is like maybe maybe it can be enjoyable but maybe it just won't be relaxing anymore yeah or you never know maybe it will become relaxing yeah or or maybe the joy comes from still cooking the things you cook just for mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, or, like, that is also a thing. And the way that, like, the things are looking, and of course everything can change, that's, like, the weird stuff about health, right? Like, it's like, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. Yeah. Um, is like, maybe in a, it looks like right now, I guess, is that, like, cooking, I'm going to be cooking, like, more raw ingredients. Like, it's less, um, it's less making the combination of, um, cooking in the sense of like and it's been transformed in a big way Mm -hmm. uh like and it's more like more pairing um pairing individual things right it's like i'm having a piece of chicken and some vegetables but i'm not like turning that into a casserole not that i usually would anyways i'm not a huge casserole person anyways um and you could just douse it in cheese yeah fair um i mean sometimes you got it but like uh, I guess what I more mean is like taking more joy in the individual um, ingredients. You know, like it's not that hard to make your own mozzarella. It's not that hard to like grow some of your own stuff. Like it might be more about like tending to the ingredients than it is about making these like complex dishes at the end. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, 
planting things, growing things. That's mm-hmm. just as, in a lot of ways, that is very relaxing. Yeah. It's just going to be change. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, at least you're doing something about it. There's plenty of people that don't. What do you mean? Like, you know, when they hear something like, oh, yeah, like, you, you shouldn't be eating these things. They're like, ah, fuck it. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, at least you're not like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to like, fuck you, doc. I'm going to go eat all the cake I want. No. You know, at no. least at least you're not like that. I'd be concerned if you were like that. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. I don't think I, I don't think I have the mental space to do that. I, um, <laughs> I don't. Well, I can't, I can't imagine, I can't imagine ever being in like a position in which I so thoroughly ignored mm-hmm. uh, a doctor um but i think that has more to do with like my personal health experiences yeah um and your personality so you're not like a you're not like a uh, i i'm not super interested in like throwing my life away for cake yeah. i just am not like yeah. i'm not i don't it's um <laughs> look Mar- maria antoinette had it wrong <laughs> she did she yeah fucking she yeah. had it very wrong she had it very wrong she had it um, and that's where we're gonna end it. That's where we're gonna end it. We're gonna Marie we're gonna, Antoinette. Yeah, right. We're gonna behead this podcast. <laughs> you know what we should do though? Yeah. Um, we should put we should put recipes in the description for this one. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have we'll have links to recipes or yep. typed up recipe links if they're pretty local. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thank you all for uh, watching or listening to this very special live in person episode of the Dane and Derek Show. Uh, it was a lot of fun hanging out. Yeah, man. it's been it's nice. Yeah. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been weird to have our heads yes. slowly grow slowly in grow. the background and then like fade back out. That's been that's been hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you again, Jen, for that. Though. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is our great set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we threw it together. Well, you threw it together. I just arrived. Yeah, like I'm a real A list star. Talent. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the talent. You can't. You yeah. Can't. But cool. Um, social media, you can find me anywhere at, at Derek Aiello and uh, Dane, your show. Uh, my show, you can find Diceology on uh, iTunes. Wait. I mean, I guess iTunes still sort of exists, doesn't it? Yeah, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Well, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, but like, is iTunes still a thing? I don't know. Apple Music. It, it's like Apple music, music and like Apple Pod. Like, everything feels like separate. Set. Yeah. Times change. Anyways, you can find Diceology on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. It's spelled like the science of dice. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, next week we'll be back to our usual, so in case this was too weird. If it's too strange, you know. Yeah, then then get ready for some normal, some normal-ass Dan and Derek episodes. Yeah, yeah. I got to see where Derek records. He still doesn't know where I am. Yeah, Um, I have no idea. I'm in a cozy chair. Shh. (laughs) Anyways. Alrighty. We'll see ya. Catch you later.